The Productive Woman, Episode 47. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited about this episode. I'm going to be sharing with you my conversation with a new friend from France. Priscille Livonet is a businesswoman, a blogger, and a relatively new podcaster. And we had a great conversation about productivity. She had some really cool suggestions and tips on what she uses to manage a very busy life that involves a lot of business travel. And we also talked a little bit about finding that balance between the woman's tendency toward putting everybody else first, between doing what's good for the people in your life, but also doing what's good for yourself and finding a place for yourself in your own life. I think you're really going to enjoy that. You will find information about Priscille and links to the tools she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 47. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com. You can get a free 10-day trial of lynda.com's outstanding video courses by going to lynda.com slash tpw. And now let's get right into my conversation with Priscille. I am so pleased to introduce Priscille Livinet. Did I say that right? Yeah. Uh, to uh, the listeners of The Productive Woman. Priscille is a businesswoman. She's a mother of two, a blogger, and a relatively new podcaster on productivity-related topics. And as you're going to find out, Priscille lives in France. I am really excited to uh, Welcome her to the show to learn from her journey toward making a life that matters. So welcome, Priscille. Hello, Laura. And thank you so much for your invitation. I'm very, very happy to hear you and to be there. And I'm also, let's say, a bit proud uh, because your podcast is the the one I prefer. And, and really, I think it's the best of the podcast, the English podcast I, I listen regularly and so I'm very pleased. Thank oh. you. Well, what, what an honor. I am so, uh, I'm, thank you so much. Um, you and I met online, basically, when you yeah. commented on an episode or two of The Productive Woman. And, exactly. Yeah, and we started a conversation about productivity because it's something you're interested in as well. I mean, as I've told you, since I'm a longtime fan of the French culture and the language, I was just delighted to get to hear from you. And I was even more excited to learn that we share this common interest in productivity-related topics. So I want to talk with you about what you're doing in the world of blogging and podcasting about productivity. But first, can we talk a little bit about how you manage your own busy life? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay. It's sure that we have uh, some very common points together yes. as mothers and as businesswomen, as you said, and uh, it needs to set up some organization, some best practice to be performant in yeah. our whole lives. Yes. 
Absolutely. Well, I know that you have a ton of things going on in your life. You travel regularly for work, but then you also, you, you know, you have your sons, you have uh, a blog that you write uh, in French, uh, and then you podcast. Can you tell, I always like to start to get by giving a little bit of context for listeners. So can you tell us a little bit about what a typical day is like for you or a typical week, however you want to? Okay. So I will speak about a typical, I would say, normal working day. Uh, I mean, uh, when I'm working in my office, because I'm traveling a lot. And uh, so I will describe shortly a normal working day in my office. So I get up very early at 5.30 and uh, I have uh, first place a fresh lemon (laughs) juice. With with water and then have some minutes of meditation ah. every morning, uh, even if it's a few minutes. And I use an app for that, which is called Breathe. I do some body warm up, uh, which is uh, some uh, self massage uh, inspired from Qigong, and also I do some Tai Chi for a few minutes. Uh, then I prepare and eat my uh, all protein breakfast, and then. I have my shower and leave at 7, 7.15. After 25 minutes of uh, commuting, I arrive at my office. After that, I have a one-hour break for lunchtime, divided in one part for the lunch and another part for self-development, like uh, reading some uh, articles for my podcast or my blog or uh, even a short time for meditation if the day is very difficult. On the evening, so I usually get uh, at home at 6, 6.45, yeah. And I have 45 minutes for myself. Hmm. Uh, have a rest, uh, check my social account, maybe watch uh, a replay on the on a TV show, uh, do some workout. Then uh, there is one hour to prepare the meal and take some time with my son. And the last two hours, it's doing housework, blogging. Uh, I follow also some uh, webinar or some MOOC on the internet and journaling. And then at 10.30, it's time to go to bed. Uh, have my last session of meditation and uh, reading for a couple of minutes and then I fall asleep. <laughs> it's and it's yeah. It's only when I'm in the uh, the office. Yeah, it's normal day. Yeah, so it's a sounds like a pretty full day. But I like that you yeah. seem to really have developed a routine that allows some time for you to focus on your own well being. Exactly. I think it's very important for every person, every woman, to take some minutes to think, to meditate, to exercise, and uh, yeah, to be ourselves. Yeah. And so in putting your life together and in, in developing these routines, what would you say are your biggest challenges in sort of managing your life, managing your time? Is it organization? Is it uh, time management? Is there, are there particular things that you still have to kind of struggle with and work on? Yeah, as everybody, we are not perfect <laughs> and we are not robots also. So I have yeah, three major challenges. The first one is going to bed 
on time to get enough sleep to be productive uh, the next day. And as everybody and maybe as every woman, we always have hundreds of things to do on evenings. And for me, it's, it's a challenge to to stay on my planning because I have also a planning for the evening mm. and to, to respect it carefully and to go to bed on time. Yeah, I struggle with that myself because it's always easy to think, well, let me just do this one more thing. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you look up and it's midnight or, you know, later and you think, okay, and the alarm is going to go off when? <laughs> and, you know, yeah. so yeah, that's a real challenge. Exactly. The second fight, I will say, or challenge I've, I'm facing is um, to keep a kind of a consistency in my routine, in my habits when I'm traveling. Uh, so I'm traveling uh, every week uh, for two or three days. And uh, it means late dinners with counterparts, uh, early and late flights or trades. And those things uh, modifies my routine. And I'm when I come home late, very late, for me, it's very difficult the day after to get up at 5.30. So I have to, uh, to balance, I yeah. would say. So maybe I will try to, to skip something uh, from my routine. Usually it's all the meditation or the, the Tai Chi uh, session to stay on my schedule and to, yeah, to stay on, on, on tracks, in fact. Yeah. Because if I'm leaving home too, um, too late... Uh, it generates a, a very longer time to commute to my job. Yeah. Isn't it funny how that happens? I've, I've lamented to my husband more than once. If I leave early, I have less time at home, but my commute is shorter. And yeah. it's amazing what a difference, a 15-minute delay in departure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I'm living very close to Paris in the suburbs. Uh -huh. And a few minutes are enough to be in real trouble in a, in a traffic jam. Yeah. I've seen the traffic in Paris. <laughs> I, my husband, I told you, my husband and I had the, uh, it was just such a thrill for me several years ago that we got to spend about nine days in Paris. And it, I very quickly decided I would never drive in that city. <laughs> Every car we saw was dinged up. <laughs> And the circle right around the Champs-Élysées, oh my goodness. <laughs> the roundabout, yeah, it's yeah. very strange for, for foreigners. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. I, we just watched and thought, how did they not all kill each other? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I think a lot of us, um, when we have to travel on business, that's a real challenge to find ways to keep as much of the routines that we need and and yeah when traveling so there is those habits that you can easily pursue during those travel time and more of that it's about the life i mean you eat in restaurants which is different from your uh, normal uh, food uh, you may have a drink with your counterpart drink wine and i'm not usually not drinking a lot or even never, and it's changed your, uh, your, your body and uh, your reactions and your, uh, and, and everything. So it's, it's very difficult, yeah, to, to keep on track 
and to keep your habits. And after when you come back to, <laughs> to, to follow strictly your schedule. Yeah, very much a challenge. Well, uh, and you said there was something else. Yeah, the third point is uh, abnegation. So it's uh, it's meaning the, the self sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It it can be a, a surprising point, as usually we say that abnegation or, or sacrifice is a kind of quality. Mm-hmm. But at a point, it can be challenging. I will explain that. Uh, so I was born in a very religious family, and my father was a pastor and. Um, in our education, self-sacrifice is uh, was very present. Um, moreover, my uh, family had to deal with the uh, chronic disease of my mother. And because of that, and as I am the, the elder of the family, I have to take care of my little sisters. And very early, and by, by the age of 12, I have to cope with my school things, but also with the housework, the shows, the cooking, the laundry, and, and everything, I would say, as a, as a woman, but I was a kid. And uh, my father was very uh, deeply involved in his church, and uh, he has many actions, and he wasn't present uh, at home. And as their daughter, we have to be exemplary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a word? Yeah, yes. And, and support his, uh, his actions and... Uh, for instance, he always invites uh, a lot of people during the weekend at home uh, from our church, and we have to prepare the food and do the, the cleaning and, and, and so on. And so, yeah, this abnegation, this sacrifice was always there. And that's very typical. Well, I mean, you're you're what we call, refer to in the United States as a PK, a preacher's kid or a pastor's kid. Mm. And there's a real expectation, among other things, that you're going, you've got to behave in a way that reflects well on exactly and live a live a life that uh, that brings no reproach at all on. <laughs> yeah, it's the perfect terms. Yeah, yeah, and and growing up that way develops a certain mentality that you kind of go out into the world uh, with this idea that I need to take care of everybody else. It's exactly that. But it's, you keep that mindset and I kept it uh, for a long time. And even if the the basic principle is very, it's very good, it can also induct uh, a total negation of your own needs. And I would say that at a time or another, uh, your needs and aspiration will come back, I mm-hmm. would say. And it was very hard for me. And because of that, to say no mm. to people, to request and uh, to take time for myself because other was always first. Yes. First place. I'm sorry, my, my English is not. Your English <laughs> is fine. <laughs> what I'm finding interesting uh, in, in listening to what you're saying there is that this is a universal issue, and especially for women, that we all, and, you know, it's not just American women, it's all of us. It's a cultural thing. It's a maybe genetic thing. It's uh, something in us uh, wants to put everybody else first. And that there's something very, as you said, it's a good thing to care for others, to sometimes give of yourself to others. But where do you find that line? It's so hard to know. Where's the line between 
being a person who gives and cares, but also having your own identity. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's hard. And it's such a universal challenge that we all struggle with. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You're perfectly right. So I have to work on that mindset to try to, to change it because at the end of the day, it's not because I have made everything to make people uh, feel happy, to feel safe and to, to feel good. That's, uh, I am feeling that good too. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it is a point to, to sacrifice my needs for some things for, for my employers or for my friends or my, my customers, if uh, I'm speaking about work. But I can't sacrifice my family, my, my kids mm-hmm. uh, for that purpose. So I have to find a different balance for that. And I needed to move back and redefine my priorities and it was quite difficult. And even now, it's still uh, a challenge. So I learned that. I learned to say no. And um, it has also good aspect because my friends say that I'm a fantastic host. I'm a great listener. Uh, they, they appreciate uh, to, to be with me. And my colleague also appreciate to be with me or to work with me because uh I try to make them feel good. and But also, uh, there is people who can take advantage of that in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's, it's clear uh, because they, they require from you a lot of services because they know that it's difficult for you to say no. Yeah. I've done an episode in the past about how do we say no without feeling guilty without feeling like we're letting other people down. And for a lot of us, that's a big issue. Not for everybody. I know, I know some people that just have no problem whatsoever with saying no. And frankly, a lot of men are really good at that. Yeah, no, that's just not going to work for me. And they're perfectly okay with that. And we're like, oh, well, yeah. I'm really sorry, but I wish I could. But uh, And I feel so bad, but I, you know, we can't just say, I forget who it is that said no is a complete sentence. You, you can yeah. just say no. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to apologize for it. And I know that up here, but sometimes getting that into the heart and really being okay with it is a challenge. Exactly. So, wow, that's great. We've talked about in the past, you know, before the show, Mm -hmm. about um, any particular tools you like or resources that you recommend that help you to manage, because you have so much going on in your life. Are there tools you use or resources to keep track of all the things you're doing or to just make your life work better for you that might be, you know, valuable to listeners? Uh, in fact, I have only a little uh, of few uh, tools. Mm-hmm. I would say only tools that works for me and uh, easy to to use. Yeah. Uh, I would say the first thing, which is a... Uh, relating to the the global organization of my professional life, I have a fixed personal time for my own organization every Monday morning for two hours. When I review my weekly planning, I add blocks of time uh, for specific projects. And I have a global view of this week, but also the next one. And it let me manage quite easily any upcoming urgent request that can arrive. And 
it let me also answer quickly uh, to people and or to rearrange my time and this block uh, quite easily. And for that, I use Asana, mm. which is a, a project management tool, I would say. Uh, so on those application Asana, I have all my current projects. Every morning, I print the to-dos from Asana. And maybe I can have to add manually some urgent task on that list. And this uh, sheet of paper will follow my days. And, uh, and I have also so the application on my PC and on my uh, smartphone. I try also to check my email on lo- only a, a couple of uh, times every day. It's not always the same. We discuss about that. Yeah. You write about that and, and me too. And uh, it depends on the situation. Sometimes it's easy to, uh, to check the, the email only three or four times in the day. Sometimes it's, it's not uh, feasible and you have to check it every hour or maybe more, depending. But when I check my email, I use the GTD method. So, I mean, uh, I try to deal with the emails using the two minutes rules. That if you can do whatever it is or respond in two minutes, you do it right then. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I try to delete a lot. <laughs> delete. <laughs> yeah. Love that delete button. <laughs> Me too. And I Im- immediately fill the, the other one in the for now folder, for later folder. Uh, so my inbox is clean. Mm. Another uh, tool I use is an electronic agenda. Uh, so I have one which is in Lotus Note because it's the, the tool we use at uh, the office. Mm-hmm. And for my personal uh, calendar, I use the, the one from the iPhone, iPhone calendar, I think mm-hmm. it's called. It's a great calendar. It's a, yeah. uh, and it's, it's enough for what I have to, to do with the, the calendar. I use another app, which is called Typeful, mm-hmm. which is uh, about uh, creating habits as it sends you some reminder to do your exercise, for instance, if you plan to, to exercise regularly. But also I use that for the recurrent home tasks. I mean, like cleaning the fridge once a month mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, making some home maintenance. So I use, I use this tool. The great, great tool and maybe the, the one I use the most is Evernote. Ah, oh, Evernote. <laughs> Love Evernote. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too. How did we ever get anything done before Evernote? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Really, I don't know. I can imagine uh, living without now. I use that for mainly for my personal life. Uh-huh. But also for the the professional one, and I have also my my notes, my favorites, posts, articles, some specific stuff like uh, the, the the scan of the IT IT papers, and uh, I prepare my my holidays with Evernote and, and so on. So it's it's very useful for me. And the last tool is the reminder app from iPhone. So also it's a basic one, but I use that for uh, creating personal lists. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the for the shopping, but uh, all the lists I use in my personal life. Yeah. And I, I create my list by context, like in the GTD method. So that's the, I would say, the digital tools. Uh-huh. I also have some paper tools. 
<laughs> I use for journaling. In fact, it's the, the Moleskine uh, notebook, you know, yeah. uh, for, for journaling every day. And I've also um, a Moleskine Evernote notebook uh, for, the, for the office because I, I write a lot. Uh, yeah during the meetings and things like that. And so you use the, I have never, I, I have a couple of the Moleskine notebooks that I, uh, like I have one I keep in my purse just for mm. random whatever when I need to rem- write something down yeah. that I maybe don't want to put into uh, one of my digital things. Mm. Sometimes there's just something about a pen and paper, pencil exactly. and paper, but mm. I've never tried the Evernote version of that. Do you use it with the kind of pen that where you can, where it scans into Evernote or you just use it to write on? I, I write on, but I use also the small stickers uh, there oh, is with the Evernote. Yeah. And then I take a photo of all my notes and then there are registers in my Evernote and I can tag them. I can't make some research on the text, the written text. Yeah, it's got text so, recognition, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's very easy. And uh, so I have those notebooks are a small one. So it's allow me to find easily notes from months ago without having a pile of <laughs> notebook yeah. in my office. Uh, it's very good. Yeah. I, I've seen that, and I've thought about giving it a try, and I just haven't done that yet. But, I mean, half my life is in Evernote already, and so it, it seems like such a great tool. Everybody yeah. that I've heard of that has used it really likes the 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 Evernote version of the Moleskine notebooks. And I'm going to put links to all these things mm-hmm. in the show notes so listeners can find them. Um, yeah. A lot of great tools, uh, many of them I use as well, so... And I have a last tool, and it is mainly for women, so it's the good place to speak uh-huh. about, because we always uh, have our big purse, you know, with all the stuff for women, our lives. Yes. A lot of things. Mine was very, very heavy, and when I go to work with those purse plus my computer bag, and if I'm traveling, I've also my my trolley. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely too too heavy and and cumbersome. Uh, so I tried to change that one years ago, and I find uh, a perfect bag for me. I call my all-in-one bag. Mm-hmm. It's it's made by Evernote too. It's made in Japan. And it's called a triangle commute bag. I've seen that. Yeah, and yeah. it's fantastic, really, because I have uh, high at hands all my professional stuff. I mail my computer, all the the cables, my notebooks, uh, my pen, my sticky notes. So all I need for the work. But also there is some small wallet on it, so I place on that. I would say my. Uh, uh, my girl stuff <laughs> or, and my, my paper and my credit card, my keys, my phone, everything. And everything is in one bag and everything has its own place. And I don't lose time uh, looking for things for, uh, for my key or for my phone. It's very neat and clean. And uh, for me, it's a real uh, tool for productivity. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I've seen that. I haven't ever talked yet to anybody who used one, but I've looked at it several times and almost ordered one. That's the triangle commute bag that yeah. that's in the Evernote store. They really come up yeah. with some kind of neat tools. I love their little jot mm-hmm. stylus yeah. that I use for writing on my, you know, taking notes on my iPad and stuff. But they've got some just really great tools that they come yeah. up with. And really this 
this changed my life because now I'm come, when I'm traveling, I'm, it's light. I have yeah. only one bag and my luggage. That's it. And, yeah. and it's enough, in fact. And uh, if needed, I have two small wallets, one in my office and one in my car with uh, some medicine or something I may use, but I don't need to have that every day on my purse. Yeah. Very cool. And so do you use the Triangle Commute bag only when you travel or just for every day instead of every carrying day. a purse? Every day. Ah. Every day. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And in the when I bought it, they were only the gray color. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that they've made a new color. Yeah. And I think I will buy another one <laughs> to change a little. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Very cool. Lots of great suggestions there. Sort of a last question, I guess, and I like to ask everybody this, every guest that comes on the show, I ask this question because I learn something every time. And so it's a two-part question. And that is, do you ever have a day when it just, you know, everything just gets away from you or you're completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track when that happens? So I would say for a small stress or a, a bit of overwhelming uh, meditation is a great tool for me. Or having a, a walk in the forest, I have the chance to have a forest just uh, close to my door. And and it's great and I take a fresh air and, and it's enough. But if the case, I would say, is worse, mm-hmm. uh, I have a, a strong and maybe a bit radical Radical solution. Okay. (laughs) In fact, I have a playlist on my phone and I use that. And there is only very, very sad music, (laughs) uh, like the the Adagio of Barber and things like that. So very sad. So I listen to those music. I cry a lot. (laughs) And then I feel relief. Ah. So and, and I can I can move forward, so I can only do that I, at home because in the office I think my colleague won't uh, understand me. <laughs> <laughs> they would get a little worried if they walk by and you're sitting at your exactly. desk sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> so I use that only in extreme situations, but it's very very efficient. I, I think there is some power from those tears, and then they drain. In fact, my stress or my my bad uh, feelings, and after that. Uh, I'm light. It's uh, it's perfect. There's something <laughs> we were talking earlier. There's something very cathartic about a good cry, and sometimes maybe it's just you know. As I'm thinking about this, we have so many things that we're doing, and people counting on us. Mm-hmm. We we women, most of us, you know, and we're always trying to be strong and productive and carry on and, you know, just sort of soldier on and get things done. And sometimes we just need to have that moment where we sort of just let it all go and let that emotion out. Mm. And like you, for me, sometimes that means playing. I I, I also, as I told you, have my playlist called Songs for When I'm Sad. (laughs) And when I need to just feel that sadness rather than trying to overcome it or something. So I will put on that playlist, just like you said, and just cry and and it's cathartic. You mm. come out of it feeling better. Exactly, because I think when we want to resist to those feelings, is it's hard and it's 
and these feelings stay. It's yeah. blocked. But if you accept to let uh, go through you yes. and maybe overwhelm you at a time, so it passes and then it it goes. Yeah, yeah, it's easier. Hmm. So and if really the things are, um, you, you ask me if everything are getting away and and I can't control anymore. In fact, I try to, to let go. Yeah, just let go. I believe in the Murphy's law, you know, the one saying anything that can go wrong will go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of fighting and and lose my, my energy, I accept that my day would be terrible or maybe my week because sometimes it happens. But after that, it will be better. And the next day or the next week, it, it will be fine. Yeah. So just let go and, and accept it. Yeah. You know... I really needed to hear that. There are, just so you know, there have been a couple things going on in my life that I've been just fighting to fix and uh, things sort of fall apart and you're struggling to make it work and put everything back together. And, and you're right. Sometimes you just have to call it a loss and, and figure <laughs> I'm going to bed and start over tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because some things just can't get fixed and fighting to make it work when it's just not working is exhausting. <laughs> exactly. And maybe it's just because it's not the right moment. Yeah. What a great suggestion. You, um, and I'm going to put links in this because I know I have other listeners who either are in France or who speak French, but you have your own blog yeah. um, in French and a podcast in French about okay. productivity. How did, yeah. in just a, a minute or two, how did you get started doing that? What made you do that? It's, it's, it's quite complicated to explain in a few minutes, but I, I will try. In fact, yeah, I, I, I'm part of a, of a network in France in my company. Uh, for women, it's a women network which was which has been created two years ago in my in my company. And at this occasion, I find that a lot of my women colleagues have trouble to organize and to balance their personal and and working life. And it was a, a question and a subject that come all over the time. And I have some tools and some habits that can help some of them. I decided to share those tools and those experiences with others, not only with my colleague, but with all the women and maybe men, because there is something that can be useful for men too. So I, I, I launched this uh, blog uh, the 1st of January. It's called uh, ProductiveU.com. Mm. And also the podcast in uh, April, I think, about the same subject. And it's great because, yes, I teach things to people, but I learn a lot, mm -hmm. in fact, because first of all, because I have to do a lot of research to write my post, but also I have some exchange with other women and with other bloggers or as, as today with, with you. And we can, like that, um, find other point of view, other tools, uh, other experience that helps everybody. Yeah. So I share through through this blog and this podcast, and really uh, I like it. Yeah, as I've said before, that really was why 
I launched The Productive Woman. It wasn't because I thought, oh, I have all the answers, so let me tell you how it should be done. It was really more of a, well, I have some ideas, but I know other people have some ideas, so let's all put our ideas together. And among us, we can probably come up with some solutions to the common struggles that we as women have. Exactly. Because, yeah, as you said, we all have the same trouble everywhere yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah. And it's good to exchange and to learn from each other. And sometimes it just helps to know you're not the only one who's struggling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes to me, that's as, as valuable as even getting a solution is just knowing, okay, it's not just me. There's not some, it's not just that there's something wrong with me. We're all struggling with this. It's, mm -hmm. you know, 21st century life can be very complicated. Yeah. And uh, there are, you know, so many demands. And it seems like the more technology we have, and I'm a techno geek, I like, I love all this stuff. But In some ways, while it can help us get things done and be more productive, and most of us do as much physical labor to get our stuff done, but all this technology and the constant connection uh, online and with our digital tools and email and texting and everything, in some ways it makes it harder because there's just all this stuff coming at us all the time. Yeah, and, and we have to sort it out, I would say. Yeah. And go only to the, the essential things. Yeah. And that's maybe the key and the most important thing that we do all the time is figuring out what are those most important things? What are those central things? Because it's not the same for everybody. And I have to continually remind myself to think, all right, all this stuff that's coming at you, Laura... <laughs> What's the thing that's most important right now? What kind of life are you trying to build for yourself? And of all these things that are coming at you, which ones contribute to the life that you want and which ones are taking away from that yeah. life? And the ongoing challenge. Well, we could make this show like an hour and a half long. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> oh my goodness. This has been so great. I really have enjoyed uh, hearing your thoughts on this. Uh, maybe we can talk again a a another time. Maybe, maybe. I'm very happy. I'm very uh, happy. That's great. Before we wrap up, do you have any last words for a listener who might be looking for help in getting things done and making a life that matters? Any you know, last word of advice or suggestion? It's just a sentence coming out of um, a text from Jean de La Fontaine. Mm. You know, maybe Jean de La Fontaine was a famous French uh, writer who has poems. And uh, those poems was always about situation and it gives a, a moral. Yeah, I mm -hmm. don't know if it's the word in yeah. English also. And uh, this one is come from the Le Lièvre et la Tortue. I think it's the hare and the tortoise. Ah, okay. Yeah. Hare and the tortoise, okay. Yeah. And the, the moral of this story is to run is nothing, we must timely start. And this is my sentence, I would say, my mantra, maybe. Uh -huh. <laughs> Meaning that there is no need to run after everything. Uh, we just have to find carefully 
the race we want to make mm. and keep the tools and the resources we need to reach our goal. Huh. And productivity is one of the tools we need to reach our goals. Very good. That's it. Wow. Thank you so much, Priscille, for, for <laughs> taking the time to be on the show and sharing these great thoughts. And I, I hope we'll get to talk again. I hope so. And thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very, very happy, very glad. Thank you so much, Laura. I am so thankful to Priscille for taking the time to share her thoughts on productivity and on finding that balance between doing for others and doing for ourselves. What do you think? Do you have any thoughts on the things that, that we talked about on that concept, as Priscille said, uh, abnegation or self-sacrifice? Any questions for her? Is there anything that she said that particularly resonated with you? I would love it if you would feel free to share your thoughts or ask your questions by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 47, and you can scroll down to the comments section there. I'm always happy to hear from you. Your suggestions and your ideas are very welcome. I love connecting with listeners. There are a number of ways, as you know, that you can reach me. You can be part of a public conversation, either by commenting in the show notes, as we talked about, or posting a comment or a question on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. I do monitor and respond to those. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. If you are enjoying the show, I always want to remind you that I'd, I'd so much appreciate it if you'd consider rating and reviewing The Productive Woman in iTunes and or on Stitcher. There are links to both subscribe and to rate and review the show uh, in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 47, or you can go to directly there to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher, and that takes you right to where you can leave a review. And I appreciate that very much. As a reminder, we're coming up as I'm recording this on the one year anniversary of the show. And I would really appreciate your participation in helping me celebrate that milestone by sharing your thoughts on the show. You know, why do you listen? Uh, is there a particular episode or topic that we've discussed that you found particularly meaningful or helpful? Whether you've been with me from the beginning or just joined, I would love to hear from you. And you can send your thoughts on that to me via email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Or better yet, I'd love it if you would send a quick voice message by either clicking, there's a button on the website, or there's also a button on the, the Productive Woman Facebook page. And if I get those in time here pretty soon... I will be able to incorporate those into the show. So I, and I'd love to be able to do that. So thank you. Uh, before we wrap up, I do want to say a very quick thank you to our sponsor, lynda.com. Now, lynda.com is the place to go for really high quality video tutorials on just about any topic you can imagine. They have over 3000 courses taught by industry experts, and they add more every week. These courses cover all skill levels from beginner to advanced. And like I said, just about anything you can think of, they have a course in. They have tutorials on public speaking, on leadership, on business skills, on working. If you need to beef up your skills and working in Excel or Microsoft Word, they have courses on that, on photo editing and audio editing software. 
Um, I'm, I'm trying to think just everything, photography and time management. You get access to their entire library of video courses for one low monthly price. So you're not paying per course. You just pay one price for the month and you can watch and participate in as many of these video courses as you want to. Listeners of The Productive Woman can get a free 10-day trial by going to lynda.com slash tpw so that's and that is l-y-n-d-a dot com slash tpw for the productive woman and during that 10-day free trial period no obligation and during that period you get unlimited access to their entire library of courses so give it a try by going to lynda.com slash tpw and let me know what you think after you've checked them out i think you're going to get hooked and really benefit and enjoy Uh, And thank you so much to lynda.com for supporting The Productive Woman. And that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you for spending this time with me and with Priscille. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found something in it that's helpful or encouraging to you. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.